Welcome to the Live Your Wildest Life podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Wilder, certified mindset coach and personal development junkie. I'm a positivity queen and a huge advocate for living your wildest life. Here's to us girls, the dreamers, the doers, the ones that live unapologetically and always want more. Each week, I'll be dishing out quick mindset tips and interviews with people who are following their dreams and living their wildest life. If you want to learn what it takes to go from broken babe to boss babe, you are in the right place. It starts with your mindset and a whole lot of spiritual tools that we will be sharing too. Now, are you ready to stop letting fear hold you back? Take charge of your life and start living the wildest version of it. Ready, set, let's do this. Happy Wednesday, babes. I am so excited for this week's episode because it's an interview episode with my human design coach, who I am literally obsessed with. So her name is Carla Russo, and she is a writer and human design guide. She writes personal essays, teaches writing workshops, and coaches deep-feeling, high-achieving women who refuse to settle for less. And I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, she literally just described you. Um, So Carla just launched a 10-week human design coaching program, which is designed to take people on a whole new level of authenticity. So I was one of the people that signed up for this course, and it's a coaching container for 10 weeks on basically diving into your human design and what makes you tick and how to really just step into your authenticity and love that version of you live every day as that version of you and just sort of become more aware of why you do the things you do, the way you show up in life, in business, in relationships. And guys, it's only been a couple weeks so far that I've been working with her and holy crap, it's magical. So I'm not sure when she's going to be running another round of this, but definitely, definitely go give her a follow on social, check out her writing, um, and inquire about the next round of this 10-week intensive. Or if you're just curious about your human design, I mean, reach out and see if she's available for a, a reading of your human design chart. Because once you start becoming aware of your human design chart, shit starts opening up for you. Like, that's what it's been like for me. So... I am so honored that she came on the podcast. Um, She gave such amazing nuggets of wisdom in regards to what human design is, how she incorporates shadow work into the human design chart, because that is so important for healing and transformation. Really just acknowledging that shadow side of you and embracing it, which is something that we just did in our last session. And oh, it was magical. So um, I will leave Carla's uh, contact info in the show notes so you guys can go give her a follow on Insta and check out her writing. 
and just become more obsessed with human design and then contact her for um, any insights based on your chart. And if um, she'll be opening up the 10 week container again soon, so you guys can hop in that because like I said, I've only been working with her for a couple weeks now and it's already been such a transformational shift. It's crazy. Um, I know that at, right after I recorded this episode with her, I was like, um, how do I get a spot? And the, the coaching container wasn't even open yet. She hadn't even promoted it or anything. And I was like, I don't care. How do I do this? And I'm so happy that I did. And I'm so happy that I trusted that intuitive nudge inside of me, which is what I talk about all the time on here, guys. Follow your gut. Trust your gut. And when it's a hell yes, don't even try and figure out why it's a hell yes. Just go with it. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And the shifts have been monumental. Um, so it's really, really been a couple months of like deep healing lately. And I feel like this coaching container with Carla came at the perfect time um, to just sort of segue everything that I've been experiencing and bringing it all into one spot, basically affirming everything that I feel, everything that I do and acknowledging it and accepting it and loving myself for it and just showing up more authentically every single day. So once again, I know you guys are going to love this episode just as much as I loved recording it. Like I said, I literally jumped in the 10 week container the minute we finished recording this. I was like, yep, I don't care if you don't have a sales page yet. We're going to do this. Um, and yeah, it's been incredible. So I know you guys are going to love her and I cannot wait for you guys to take in this episode. Um, and then yeah, follow her on Insta. If you don't yet follow me on Insta, give me a follow and shoot me a DM and let me know what you thought of this episode. Um, and if you ran to get your human design chart right after hearing this, cause, um, I know that right after this call, I definitely like went and found my free chart and was like, okay, okay. I know nothing about what this means, but I know a little bit more now with what she was mentioning on the podcast. So yeah, enjoy the episode guys. Hi Carla. Thank you so much for joining us on the live your wildest life podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I'm so excited to bring you on because we haven't really talked to anyone about human design or shadow work. So I know that's pretty much what you focus on and I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to get you to introduce yourself and give us a little backstory on you and how you got started on your spiritual journey. Yes, of course. Well, my name is Carla Russo. I'm a writer, I'm a journalist, and I'm a human design guide. And I guess I would say my spiritual journey really started back in 2016. Um, I had just got engaged at that time and I had dealt with some childhood trauma, or I guess I would say I was not dealing with childhood trauma that I experienced. And I was, um, I kind of knew at that point after my husband proposed that like there were certain things I didn't want to take on into our marriage. So I was like, okay, well, I need to see a therapist. I know that I had experienced um, childhood sexual sexual abuse when I was younger, and I knew that like it was still triggering me to this day when I was 26 or at that point. 
So then I started seeing a therapist and um, that kind of opened my mind up to see how much transformation was possible and how much I was living with pain that I didn't realize that I was carrying. And I would say at that point, like I was, a lot of my family's in Hawaii and I'd been living there since 2012. And I thought I was living what I, what was a spiritual life. I was doing yoga. I surf, I meditated. I really thought in my mind that I was living spiritually, but the reality was once I started to dive deep into the things that I was ashamed about or the things that made me feel so hurt that that's when my spiritual journey actually began. That's amazing. Wow. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the stuff that we don't want to talk about. Like that's called shadow, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is a shadow self and why is it so important to connect with that side of ourselves? Yeah. So the shadow self is really the parts of ourselves that we feel ashamed about. And it's the parts of ourselves that we feel so ashamed about that we don't really take a look at it. We don't want to explore it because it hurts to. And it's parts of ourselves that we don't even want to admit that we are, because if we admit that we are that kind of person, it would prove that we are bad people. So I truly believe that people are spectrum. We are dark and light. We have Mm -hmm. a we're kind of a paradigm. We can do all these things. We're capable of so much beautiful things, but we're also capable of so much hurt and pain in this world. As we can see, if we just turn on the news, we'll see a spectrum of the human experience going on. And at least for me, how that was manifesting was at that time I was drinking very heavily. I was like, kind of, I'd say I was a party girl. I grew up, um, you know, going out a ton, partying a ton, like experimenting with drugs a lot. And I was kind of drinking unconsciously. And what would happen at that time when I was in my early 20s is I met my husband when I was 22 and I would get so drunk and get so angry towards him. Um, I would have this like very deep rooted anger towards men and that would really only come out when I was drunk. And then in the morning I'd wake up and I'd kind of like, you know, you feel so embarrassed about the things you did the night before that you don't even think about it and you just try to move on with your day. Uh, That kept on happening more frequently. And that's what kind of pushed me to see a therapist because I realized, wow, when I drink, this deep-seated anger comes up. And I kind of knew. I knew, like, okay, this has to do with me being, um, you know, sexually abused as a child. I know where it's stemming from. But it's so shameful to even say it out loud that I didn't want to look at it at all. So the shadow really are these parts of ourselves that we can't look at because it hurts. And if we admit that we are this person it says that we are bad people. But as you look at your shadow self, as you look at the parts of yourself that hurt or that make you feel ashamed, you start to realize that those are the parts of yourself that need a little bit of love or attention. And over time, what what I do with my own shadow work and with my clients is that we take a really, really deep look at these parts of ourselves that we quote unquote hate. And we see why we're like that, why to some degree we've chosen to be like that or chosen to keep those qualities in our lives. And we start to integrate it into who we are today. So we're not ashamed about it. You know, once we start to stop feeling so ashamed about ourselves, we can work on ourselves more deeply and integrate those aspects of ourselves in a way that are going to make us better people and make us more efficient. That makes so much sense. Okay. So if someone is like, neglecting that side of them and not really looking at that what are some ways that they can start connecting to that shadow self Mm. so i'll say before 
before even really thinking about shadow work, if anyone's been through some kind of trauma or they have this deep seated, something that's going to destabilize them, I would suggest reaching out to either a therapist, a professional, mm -hmm. or like a life coach or something because shadow work can feel heavy. And if you don't, if you, if you start to pursue it without being grounded first, it can really throw you off balance. So I'll say that having a therapist by my side definitely helped me do this work a little bit more deeply. Okay. But, um, when you look at your shadow side, you have to look at it with a very open mind. And this is going to sound kind of controversial, but you have to look at your shadow as a part of you that you need to fully become, right? So if, it's, if you're ashamed of it, you have to realize if you're ashamed of it, it is a part of who you are. So how can we now take the shameful part of ourselves and fully admit to ourselves, this is who I am. This is what I can do. I'm capable of this much hurt. I'm capable of this much, you know, quote unquote, negative things. So how can I integrate this into who I am and then move on from it? And that's, I guess that's like a, a clips note version. Mm -hmm. of this. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I know you also um, do human design readings. Mm -hmm. So how do you combine the human design readings with shadow work when you are working with clients? Ooh, okay, this is fun because um, it happened naturally because of what I know about shadow work when I'm working with clients. When I'm doing human design readings, stories come up all the time. If I were, say we're talking about the heart center, the ego center, or the emotional center, people attach certain stories with certain themes of their life. And say if they say something like, you know, I was really overreactive with my boyfriend, I did this, or... Um, they say, I have a really hard time admitting that I am wrong. That's something that comes up often. We start, I start to explore that and I ask your, I ask my clients, okay, well, what if you are wrong? What if you are wrong all the time? What if you try so heavily to be right that you can't admit that you're wrong? And then we start to explore why this phrase, I am wrong is so triggering to them. And we try to, I try to flip the script for them to say, okay, say that you are wrong though. Why don't you be wrong? What is so bad about being wrong? And I use shadow work in these interactions or these experiences by having them question their own behavior and by continuously asking them questions that fully integrate that aspect of themselves into themselves. So say if it's, I am wrong, we say, okay, so you are wrong. Why is it bad to be wrong? What does that mean about you? What does that mean about the things you can do or the value that you have in this world? Typically what ends up happening is they realize that what they were so shamed about, so in this case being wrong, isn't so important anymore. They say, it doesn't matter if I'm wrong. I, I contribute value no matter what I do. Sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes I'm right, and that's fine. That's, I think, the essence of shadow work is to realize what we're placing shame on ourselves doesn't necessarily need to feel so heavy. Wow. Okay. Um, that was awesome. So um, I know that because most people don't connect human design with shadow work. It's mostly just like, this is your type. This is your reading. Like, go do this with your life. Um, this is where you excel. Um, for those people that don't even know what human design is or what their type is, can you just give us a little backstory on human design and like what it's all about? Of course, yeah. And I'll also start to start by saying that I interpret the text probably a lot differently than a traditional human design reader does. So I'll just start with that. But human design is a synthesis of several different ancient philosophies, and it combines the, the Kabbalah with the Hindu, Hindu chakra system. Um, it has 
quantum physics and the Chinese I Ching involved in it and astrology. So if you want to look up your human design chart, it's totally free. You can go to the jovianarchive.com or mybodygraph.com and put, you just need your birth time. That's very important for this. Um, so once you pull all that information up, you're going to get this really funky looking chart that has different shapes in it. It's going to kind of resemble the chakra system, but there are more energy centers. <clears throat> and you're going to see some shapes colored. You're going to see lines. It's going to make zero sense. <laughs> but typically, a human design chart is telling people how their energy shows up in this world, how they experience certain themes in this world, and how they are more receptive to energies and themes in this world. So human design really is just... I don't like to say that it predicts the future because it is not like that. Unlike astrology, where astrology has all these like really heavy themes and personality traits, human design is really just showing you a map of how you interact with people and how you best interact with other people. Um, and in human design, there are five main types. So this is the first thing that people are probably going to see. You have manifestors who are, I'm just going to say the five types. So you have manifestors, you have generators and manifesting generators then you have projectors, and then you have reflectors. So manifestors are people who have, a, they're in this world to bring their ideas forth and do them full, full heartedly and give other people things to respond to. Generators and manifesting generators are people who are supposed to be here to find what lights them up, what really gives them passion and energy and go ahead and do that work. Look out in the world to see where they can do that kind of work. Projectors are people who are meant to be guides. Projectors, which is what I am, see the world from a very different perspective than other people. Oftentimes, they're always trying to like give people advice or suggestions, and it's really because they have a different perspective that they want to share with other people. And then you have reflectors, which are really rare. There's only 1% of them. I think I've only had like a handful of clients who are uh, reflectors. They are people who are really here to be a mirror to society. So typically, in a group of friends, a reflector are people who are going to like mimic back what's happening around them and people in the human design system reflectors are supposed to be here to show us how we're doing as a society wow okay um so they can find out what type they are for free online and mm -hmm. then book a reading to get more in-depth reading yeah if they mm -hmm. want i also say too that you can all of the information on human design there's so many bloggers at this point out there that kind of explain or dumb things down for people in a way that's digestible so oftentimes people can just like google their chart if you're a manifester you can like google what does it mean to be manifest in human design and then read all that and then you can also google each different energy center separately to kind of see what it means to you i think the role of a guide and a human design reader so i'm only talking for myself is i piece together people's charts and i analyze the different energy centers with their type, with their strategy and authority in a way that works best for them. And I, I talk about storytelling a lot because I'm a writer and I've been a journalist for 10 years. And um, when I'm reading people, their charts, I'm also actively listening to what they are saying. And I'm actively listening to the stories that are, they are telling themselves. Because a lot of times when we're talking, we don't realize we repeat the same beliefs over and over and over again. So during my sessions, I specifically go through each energy center figure out what stories this person is telling themselves, what stories are helpful, what stories are more um, hindering them, and we go from there. Okay, and then for your readings, how long would a typical reading be? Do people need more than one? How does that work? Okay, this is probably bad for business, <laughs> but I always tell people that 
when they sit with me for a one-on-one reading, they're probably going to remember 20% of the things that I say. And I know this because before I started to get really deep into my own human design studies, I've gotten readings in the past where you get a blueprint, you get, uh, you know, your, you get all this information and you don't know what to do with it. Cause as you said earlier, you know, you get all this information and you say people, readers typically just read you your chart, tell mm-hmm. you, tell, tell you what it means. And then you go off into the world and you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, yep. so what does it mean to wait for an invitation? What does it mean to wait to respond? Um, so I, that's why I try to integrate storytelling so deeply into it because we remember things when we apply it to our lives directly. I honestly don't really care if people don't fully know the rules of human design or what each energy center means. I want people to take away information that they're going to apply to their lives today. So typically an hour session, we'll go over, you know, strategy, authority, um, the energy centers that make the most sense for them. Uh, and it's going to last probably between an hour to an hour and a half, just really depending on what their specific chart looks like and what they are looking to get out of the, the session. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I have a, what I call a level one and a level two reading. So the level one is like more basic. Um, the level two reading, I get a little bit deeper into the gates and the channels and the themes that they ex- uh, experience throughout their lives. But I also, like I said, I integrate storytelling and shadow work throughout all of this. And I also offer a coaching program where it's five sessions and it's over the course of 10 weeks where we meet every other week to integrate all of the information fully into their lives and then move past these limiting beliefs that they're telling themselves that they might not realize are coming up. So that is, it's a really deep integration where people who want to get to that next level of their lives. That's awesome. Okay. So I know you mentioned birth time. Mm-hmm. You need to know your exact birth time. What happens if you don't? Mm, okay, see, that's tricky because a, a person's chart can really shift by like 15 to 20 minutes, depending oh, on, you okay. know. And it's hard because some people don't have their birth times. That's just, you know, a fact of life. So I actually, I personally, I don't, I, I think of human design as a system that people can use. It's a, it is a framework for which people can understand themselves and their lives better. So I'm going to start by saying that. I think that if anyone looks at the a body chart, you can still analyze your life by going through each energy center, each theme, <clears throat> and seeing how it applies to your life now. <clears throat> but if you don't know your chart and you really, you don't know your birth time and you want a reading, you want like an integrative session, what I would do is I would take their birthday and I would have about like every other hour pull up a chart, right? So like maybe one at 3 a.m., one at 7 a.m., one at 10 a.m., whatever the time difference is. And I would go with a person through each chart and see, look at their defined centers, right? Defined centers are how our personality shows up in this world, how we give energy to other people. So oftentimes it's very clear. And I'll um, see which defined energy centers resonate with them the most, and then we'll go from there. But it's, you know, that's kind of, it's leaving it more up to fate, right? Because we don't really know if that's their accurate birth time or not. But like I said, I believe that the human design system, the framework it gives people is still powerful, even if it's not like, quote unquote, according to their true alignment. Okay. Um, before I get you to let everyone know where they can find you, if they want to book a session with you, is there anything else that you want to talk about shadow work or human design? And then we'll get into our rapid fire questions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think things like human design, shadow work, spiritual journeys, those are, they're, they're very loaded words. And I think oftentimes when people hear it, they think of such a big, crazy thing, you know, and it t- they think of a lot of work that goes behind it. But really at the, at the end of the day, all of this work is just self-study and it's trying to understand yourself and how you work. And it's a spiritual, I think once people get started on it, that path, they realize it's very spiritual, but truly it's just understanding how you tick. And the more that you learn about yourself, the more love you're able to give, the more you're able to experience life as it truly is. The more you work with your shadows, the better you can be your most authentic selves because then you don't give a fuck anymore about what people think of you. And you just, you get to start to live in the most authentic way possible. And I, my true belief is that the more real we are with ourselves, the more we authentically express ourselves, the better we can manifest what we want out of this world. And I see that as someone who's like, I've been through my own journeys and I've been able to powerfully bring into my life whatever I wanted at any given moment or time. And it's because I've always stayed true to what I believe in and what I believe I'm here to do. I love that. Oh, that was so good. Okay. So let everyone know where they can find you online and how they can book a session with you if they're feeling called to do that. Yeah, of course. So I'm on Instagram. That's pretty much where I live. A happy little Carla. Um, And I mean, you can always, I'm a journalist. So if you Google my name, Carla Russo, you'll probably find a ton of articles that I've written. And my blog is theclumsyideal.com. So that's the clumsy, C-L-U-M-S-Y, ideal, I-D-E-A-L.com. And that's where I tell more of my like personal life stories. Um, If you want to book a one-on-one session, you can go to theclumsyideal.com slash human design readings. In June, I'm also going to be releasing a 10 I'm relaunching my 10 week integrative human design program. So if you are looking to take yourself to the next level, really experience that transformation and start living your like truest self right away. And you want that support, keep an eye out for that because that's going to be a really beautiful experience. There's only four spots open for it. And yeah, so just find my Instagram. If you have any questions about anything, whether it is writing, human design, shadow work, or just personal growth in general, DM me on Instagram. I love I just love having conversations with people. (laughs) I love that. And then I will put all of that info in the show notes as well. So it's easily accessible. Okay. So for every guest that comes on the podcast, we do rapid fire questions. Um, So are you ready? Yes, of course. Okay. What is a daily practice or ritual you do each and every single day, no matter where you are, who's around something that you have to do? Mm, Okay. So recently thanks to a, my Reiki genius in my life, um, I've been dream journaling. And that's really important for me because it gives me a chance to reflect on the things that are happening subconsciously. And I do these things called, I'll write out what the dream is and I'll do a takeaway at the bottom. And I'll say, what is this dream trying to tell me about what's in my head? And it's been really powerful because I've been able to um, really really see what's going on underneath the surface and take away lessons from those stories I'm telling myself when I'm asleep. The other thing too that I'm going to say it's really powerful is I um, journal what I've been thinking, what my actions have been, and how I've been feeling emotionally in relation to the actions I've been taking. And it's because if you follow Joe Dispenza's work, the way to make real dramatic change in your life is to observe those three areas of your life, to just simply observe it. So that way you kind of take your yourself out of yourself if that makes sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
That's so powerful. Um, I feel like with the pandemic and just being home more, my dreams have been so vivid that I've also been journaling every morning, like what my dream is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to add that other step in because that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's something recent that you've manifested? Um, it's funny that you ask, because actually next to my computer, I keep a list, a short list of things that I manifest. Um, I think recently I've been on a health kick and I've manifested into my life a health coach who wants to work with me for free. I met her through a friend and I'm helping her with market research. So it's been like a really beautiful kind of situation. Um, I don't know. I would say my human design career I've on my my career as a guide I've manifested that um it started as a little idea I didn't know how I was going to make it work all I knew is I wanted to help people and I think you know paying attention to my human design and living authentically people have been drawn to me because of it and I've seen it grow into this beautiful thing without really having to do much thinking behind it so I'd say that being able to be a guide for other people I've manifested pretty powerfully that's amazing um, okay, what book are you currently reading? Oh, okay. I'm reading this book called Existential Kink. <laughs> I'm, um, I love shadow work, and ex- Existential Kink is really more deeply about shadow work and um, how, it, how you can integrate it into your life more and just use it. Use your shame in order to be the most powerful version of yourself. The other book that I have bought but I am not reading yet is uh, Joe Dispenza's How how to change yourself or how to the, I can send it to you. Joe Dispenza's book mm-hmm. on how to become not yourself. Okay. Oh yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, breaking the habit of being yourself. That's what it is. Okay. Um, what's your secret obsession? So something that not many people know about you. Um, well, I, <laughs> I'm publishing an essay next week through, through HuffPost um, about sex. <laughs> and that's going to sound really weird. But um, I, me and my husband have this experience. I was right. So I'm a journalist. I was writing a story about a sex club and how they all had to switch online and pivot to virtual meetups and all this stuff. As I was reporting that story, me and my husband got involved in a sex party. And I realized how much a part of my life that sexuality is and how much I've kind of denied that aspect of myself because of my sexual trauma. So right now I would say that like exploring my sexual being and being able to embody this powerful version of myself with my husband and to be that like, you know, just a fully embodied sexual person has been on the top of my mind recently. And because of that experience and because of like the transformation I've seen myself through it. I love that. That's so important. Um, who would you want to be stuck in a 10-minute elevator, elevator ride with? Oh, this sounds so silly, but probably my husband, just because we have a good time together. But if it was anyone in the world. Yeah, anyone in the world. Mm, I mean, I've been thinking about Joe Dispenza a lot. He's a really smart guy. He's a, a doctor. Uh, he studies neuroscience. I'd probably just want to talk with him and ask him all his secrets. Love it. I had another guest say the same thing and I'm like, yes. Um, okay. So we're throwing it back to MTV Cribs. And if I were to pull open your fridge right now, what would I find? Mm, um, 
I've made nut milk, so you're probably gonna see my like almond milk. You will see a big head of lettuce that's sitting in water because it's growing still. Um, yeah, I mean, you'll see a big bag of miso soup and a lot of Asian ingredients because I'm Filipino. So there's tons of Filipino ingredients in there. Love it. Um, okay, what's your favorite stone or crystal if you use them? Ooh, okay. This is silly because I actually don't even know what crystals mean, but I have a ton just because I pick things up when I feel drawn to them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what kind the of best way to choose them. Is it? Oh, that's good to yeah. know. So one of my favorite crystals that I have is this orange one. Uh, and it's something, a gate, banded a gate or something. I don't know. And the reason why it means a lot to me is because I, so I was in Hawaii. I've been in Hawaii for a really long time and I'd moved away recently. And me and my friend did a crystal sound bath. Um, and she was not, she wasn't into that kind of stuff. And we did it together as just, you know, as friends. And during that experience, I cried. We just had a very beautiful moment together. And I, every time I look at that crystal, I imagine me and my friend having that experience together. So that is what I'm about. <laughs> so yeah, I normally say, and I've talked about it on previous episodes, that crystals choose you, you don't choose the crystal. It's like the ones in Harry Potter. Like, mm -hmm. they you you don't choose them and normally they come into your life for a reason for a purpose and to just sort of help you through something I love that it's funny because um so I was in Bali for a month a couple of years ago and I was I also brought crystals there. like I said I don't really know much about crystals <laughs> I didn't know that they make me feel you know just a little comfort of home and um, I was having an anxiety attack and I was on this farm in the western coast of Bali and I was nervous I just didn't know how to ground myself. So I kind of lined my crystals up on this little porch that I was sitting on. And I just watched the sunrise. And I just remember feeling so at peace because it reminded me of home. And when you're so far away from home and you're having anxiety, it's kind of hard to get grounded again. So it was really a nice moment I had. I love that. Yeah. See, crystals, they, they're life-changing. <laughs> um, okay. And then what's your favorite quote or piece of advice that you've ever been given? Mm. You know, it's funny because I haven't really thought of this quote that often, but when you said your question, this is what came to mind. Um, follow your heart, but take your head with you. And the reason why I say that is because I have, I've seen so many people, my friends, whether it's clients, that they want to follow their heart. They want to do the thing that makes them most passionate. And some people are able to do that more than others. But I find when people are on that journey, they forget to take their head with them. They think that everything's just going to happen. And when they get let down, they stop. It's almost like they stop trusting their heart because things didn't manifest for them more quickly. The reason why I say follow your heart, but take your head with you is because it takes both your heart and your conscious thinking intellectual mind to make your life happen for you. Magic happens if you use your mind with it, if you consciously create, if you you know, people talk about the law of attraction often, but they don't take, talk about the law of action. Those two things need to exist together in order for you to really live the life that you want. So follow your heart, but take your head with you. Oh, I love that. That was our mic drop moment for the episode. Usually <laughs> there's one in every episode and that was it. Um, okay. So before we hop off, is there anything else that you're feeling called to share right now? Um, I just want to invite everyone to study the self. And that's a really loaded way of saying, ask yourselves the questions that you feel afraid to ask yourself, the questions that you are afraid to answer. Because I promise you, when you start to study who you are, the why you tick the way that you tick, you're going to naturally embody 
the most real version of yourself. And I feel like that's how we can really indulge in pleasures in life and really get what we want out of life is what else better way is there to be than just to be your true self? I love that. Oh, such a good way to end the episode. Thank you so much again for coming on. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, guys. So that episode, whoo, fire. Um, so this week's affirmation, I know we haven't really done one of these in a while, but I'm, I want to get back on track with that because they're so important. So this week's affirmation that I want you guys to really just repeat throughout the day or put it on a post-it note on your mirror um, and really just feel into the feelings. That is the whole intention behind affirmations or mantras is really just feeling into the words that you're saying. If you're saying it and you're not feeling it, I mean, there's no point of saying it at all. So really, that's what makes them magical and that's what makes them work. It's that feeling and that intention placed behind the affirmation. So this week's affirmation is all about accepting yourself exactly as you are. So again, mirror affirmations, magical. I know I talk about them a lot, but definitely that's how I recommend it. And if you want to put on a post note on your mirror and then read it and look into your eyes or say it out loud to yourself as you look at yourself in the eyes in the mirror. It's so powerful. So this week's affirmation is I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Oh, I'm going to say that again. I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Those words are so powerful. Those words are so transformational. Those words are sending signals to your body and your brain I that say, I love me. I love every part of me. And when was the last time you said that to yourself? When was the last time you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I love you. I love everything about you. It's so important and I've now included that in my daily practice and it's been a game changer. Um, I've really just been stepping into my authenticity, showing up as her, showing up with integrity um, and like I said on the last episode about stepping into your higher self, a big part of that is loving who you are at your core, loving who you are when things are stripped down and you're, you're you, like you're sitting in your room just by yourself and you love every single part of you. That is like the energy that my higher self is vibrating on. And oh, I love it so much. Um, and then the journal prompt for this week will be a little bit into shadow. Um, so I want you guys to really just take it easy with this one. Um, set the intention to just have it flow out of you. Don't overthink it. Um, it can be short or long. Honestly, use this one as like a free write where you're setting that intention of the question and just putting pen to paper and letting it spill out of you. Because honestly, when you do that, the magic of the words that are revealed to you are like none other. It's actually insane. I go back 
and I read the things that I write when I set the intention of just allowing my body and my mind to free write the question and I'm like whoa how did that come out of me so it's actually such a magical practice to not think about it and just set that intention put the question out there and then put that pen to paper and just write and see what comes out of you because more often than not that baby's going to be your truth um so this one is all about connecting to yourself but how we judge others in the meantime so it's like a lot of times people around us are mirrors of who we are inside and that's why we attract the people that we attract in our lives they are either showing us something that we are on our insides or they're showing something back to us that we're afraid to acknowledge in our lives so the question um like i said it's a little bit heavy so just set that intention to write and if nothing comes out first try that's totally fine just be patient with yourself be kind to yourself love yourself and just write what comes out write what you feel in that moment so the journal prompt is what negative emotions do I quickly recognize in others around me? And how do those emotions mirror my own shadow? So heavy, but sometimes it's so magical to take a look at the people around you and what it is that makes you frustrated or makes you quick to judge or even makes you love them more than loving parts of you um, I feel like we are the most critical with ourselves but in this question it's more like what are you referring to other people like what are you looking to other people for and what are you judging other people for and what is that a direct reflection of in your life so important so important to acknowledge that so then you can just accept it and acknowledge it and see where the shadow shows up in that so that could be comparison that could be like i said being frustrated with the way other people are showing up like if someone's always late um and you judge them for being late what does that show in a mirror for yourself what is that mirror version um, it could be that you hold on to control. Um, yeah, so I would just sit with that question and then free write because maybe you'll get some insight. Um, yeah, so anyways, um, hope you guys loved that episode with Carla. I know I loved it, which is why I started working with her. And um, I've linked all of her contact info and socials in the show notes so definitely definitely go give her a follow and if you guys loved this episode definitely rate review and subscribe follow me on insta send me a dm let me know what your human design type is i'm so curious now that i've been working with her that i know a little bit of each type um i'm a generator and it definitely definitely is exactly who i am it's kind of crazy um, when you dig into all of the qualities and characteristics of your chart, you're like, oh yeah, that is me. Like what? <laughs> um, 
So it's an incredible journey to go on discovering your human design. So I'm always so curious as to what everyone's types are and if they resonate with that type. So if you guys go and do the, um, the human design test or the chart, um, like Carla mentioned, you're going to need your time of birth, place of birth. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely send me a DM and let me know what you are. Like, I'm so curious. And so love you guys. Hope you have the best week and we'll chat soon. You are now one step closer to living your wildest life. If you loved this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. Sharing's good karma. Tag me when you guys listen on Instagram at Gabrielle Wilder. And remember that you can find all of today's info in our show notes. Babe, you are a wild one. So go out and crush those goals and start living your wildest life. You are worth it. Ready, set, see you next week.